And bonjour all you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco, May 26. Hey, I have a really great guest today. So, uh, uh, you know, she can help me with any question I have. She's quite the garden expert. So I'll introduce her in just a minute. So if you want to call in today, it's one 973 Cairo one 973 Before I introduce my guests, I want to say hi to everyone I spoke to last week. So all you folks that came to my talk at the Grays Harbor Home and Garden Show, that was quite a crowd. And uh, the talk was fantastic combinations and... Um, it was really a lot of fun, and it's put on by the master gardeners out there in uh, in Grays Harbor and Pacific Counties, and uh, boy, you guys do a great job. I was really impressed with the vendors. People were walking out with a lot of cool, rare plants, so thank you so much for coming to my talk, and uh, then all you folks at Ida Culver House in Broadview, holy cats, are you troopers. It was just raining like crazy, freezing cold outside, and we were all under tents. And I was telling everybody, you know, about another talk I gave where the tents kind of filled up with water, where they where they kind of come down to where the pole goes across. And I said every time the wind blew, people got drenched. Right when I said that, the wind blew, and all this water that it collected right above me just came down right on my head. I'm sure the audience loved it, but uh, we did a lot of fun with uh, veggie pots. I, I made a veggie pot, and then we talked vegetables. It was a lot of fun. This is a couple quick heads up. I'm going to be out at the Omi Gardens, uh, and that is for the big uh, in, in Wenatchee for the 90th uh, anniversary celebration. So uh, that's Thursday, May 30th. So if you... Want to come to that and have it signed up? Uh, go to my website; it's right on the front page. You can uh, click on that and find out if you can uh, get a ticket or somehow go to that. I don't know how that works. And uh, hey, then next Saturday, June first, I am going to be giving a talk at the Edgewood Nursery. It's part of their annual open house. The open house goes from eleven to four, and the first hundred people who come. Get a free tomato or a free strawberry plant. So you want to go for that. So that's Saturday. I'm going to be there at 2 p.m. And uh, so, and I'm we're going to be giving away some cool plants, a Gardening with Cisco T-shirt, and uh, one of my books too. So, uh, so that that that's in Edgewood, the Edgewood Nursery. I've never been there. I'm really excited to see it. So the address is 11000 36th Street East in Edgewood. So um, I think that's going to be quite a fun party. So I hope lots of you come. Now I get to introduce my guest finally. So uh, Pat Room, I've known you for a long, long time. You were one of the very first Master Gardeners. You were in uh, the 1975 class, right? Right, the third class. Third class of master gardeners, and uh, this woman is a powerhouse. So she, she grew up uh, in England and then came over here after uh, growing up in England, 
And uh, she was instrumental in starting the Master Gardener Foundation in King County, which, you know, the whole Master Gardener program lost all its state funding. But thanks to that foundation that you helped start, uh, we sa- basically you saved the Master Gardener program, you and those folks you worked with. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was cool. We put on the first uh, plant sale. We made $650 and thought we were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, they make a lot more now, but uh, <laughs> that was really great. You also were instrumental in uh, starting the Bellevue Botanical Garden too, huh? I'm a founder member of that. We started in, in 1984, and uh, I stayed there until 92. Wow. That was when the park department took over and said, thank you for your efforts, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's really good you did it. That's a fantastic garden. I just loved it. And uh, you also were instrumental in uh, creating the Women in Landscaping Association. Yeah, we, that would work great because uh, until we suddenly realized we didn't need it anymore, that women were suddenly accepted. That was uh, that was so nice to have. We, we said, well, we don't need to be here now that they actually will – say that we can do what we say we can do. Yeah, it's interesting to think that people just didn't, and back in the old days, you never saw a woman working in landscaping, or at least not at any high levels. That's quite changed now. Oh, yes, it's changed a lot, yes. Because in Britain, the thing that really changed it was the land army, where all the women who, because all the men were gone, there was a called what he called the land army, and that was the, how the women did their uh, stints to help the uh, the country, and there they were on the farms and nurseries and doing all the work they needed to do. Wow, cool as could be. So, uh, so the one of the things I want to talk to you about today is how to keep gardening as you get older. And uh, you know, you have a garden with fruit trees, a vegetable garden, a beautiful ornamental garden. And I know that you're not exactly a spring chicken, you know. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so so you figured out a way to keep doing it. Because do you do most of your gardening yourself or do you hire out much these days? I don't hire out much at all. I have a friend who helps me fantastically. She says she likes the weed and she does. Oh, are you lucky <laughs> to have a friend like that? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, she was part of the uh, group. Last August she came to visit my garden, and then she says, you know, I like the weed, so I said, when can you start? <laughs> She's been coming four hours a week wow. ever since. Wow, what a neat, what a great friend. She said she learns a lot from me. Oh, yeah, well, she would, holy cat. So so you're starting to help her learn to do other tasks as well? Well, she has her own garden, and she's made her mistakes like I've made my mistakes, and I can tell her what, you know, (laughs) how I got out of those mistakes. Oh, cool. So what do you think, you know, I mean, I turned 70 this year, and I've noticed that it's a little harder to garden than it used to be, you know? Uh, Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, I just rebuilt a fountain. I had to pick up this gigantic rock and pick it up, put it almost over my head to get it out of this waterfall fountain I had. And, you know, that's probably the first lesson. Don't don't be a dib-dib and do something that can hurt you, huh? 
Oh, it's too easy to fall over, and that's one of my tell. I tell people take take precautions. One other thing is, I will not wander into my own yard without a um, a tool to use as a walking stick and a cell phone in my pocket. Oh, and my favorite tool is the garden fork. I don't know how anyone manages without a garden fork. <laughs> Spades are not my thing. They're they're awkward and they're heavy, and but uh, you could do practically everything with a spade uh, garden fork. You can rake, you can dig, you can you can uh, turn compost with it. Um, uh, you, can, you can do everything, and it makes a great walking stick because you dig it in the ground, and then um, you've got some support. And uh, you know, if you really want to bend over and pick up a dandelion, you slide your hand down the shaft, and you can get back up again, oh. which is the biggest thing that you have a problem is I can get down on my knees, but I can't get back up again. So I've pretty much given that up. Well, and let me ask you now. So, on a, a this a digging fork, a digging so fork, four prongs, four prongs. So it's like a spade, but it's a fork instead. That's correct. That's quite big. Oh yeah, I have one. I use it all the time, but I I didn't realize that's a good point, especially using that as a walking stick. Because uh, I have friend, I have a, uh, I I took a uh, class from a guy in Oregon, Doctor Scheigel. He died. He fell down the stairs in his back garden. Oh, it's too easy to do. I'm, I'm not good on stairs at all. But you, the te- no, I have to have something to hang on to. So uh, anyhow, it's uh, the walking. You know, the the the, 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 the fork I've got is um, I've owned for fifty years. Is it three feet long? About about that time. Yes, okay. it has a handle. All right, hang on for this thought because we've got to take a break right here. Okay. Hey, when we come back, I'm going to be talking to Pat Room. I know we've got some phone calls, so we're going to take those pretty soon, too. I just want to talk a little more about things you could do to make gardening easier, because you don't want to have to stop gardening as you age. That would be the worst thing, and gardening keeps you in good shape and keeps you mentally happy. So we'll be back right after this with Pat Room, 97.3 Cairo FM. Yeah, you betcha. And we're on with Pat Room here, and uh, she's been gardening for a long time. She has a fantastic garden. Uh, she's not real young, and yet she keeps going like crazy, you know. And uh, do you mind telling how old you are, or do you not like telling that? Oh, I don't mind them telling I'm 85. 85, and she's out there gardening every day. So she's been telling me a few of her tricks. So the first one is she makes sure she's got some kind of walking stick because that's a problem with a lot of older people. It's so easy to fall down. You don't even have to be that old. No, you you can fall down a lot lot easier than that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have friends who've tumbled down a long way and... Luckily, we're all right. And I know you took a spill once and got hurt pretty bad. That's probably when you learned to use the walking stick. Well, I huh? think I'd learned the walking stick or trick already. Um, but when I fell in the kitchen, I wasn't expecting to. Yeah, you don't expect to fall. but And you do carry a phone. So if you ever do, because I told you my mom, when she was 96, fell in the garden, she couldn't get up all day. Some well, neighbor that's terrible. I don't the... want to be in that situation. Yeah. So I always carry a cell phone in my pocket. I won't even allow myself out the back door without it. So you now, what do you use to carry the weeds in? I mean, you know, do you use a wheelbarrow? Or you use something oh, else? Oh, I've 
my balance is so poor that I can't have a bath time holding myself up. I can't hold up a wheelbarrow as well. So I gave up that. But I, what I do instead, so a neighbor gave me this lovely uh, black wagon. It's like a larger kid's uh, red wagon. Uh-huh. It's bigger. It's got higher sides, four wheels, and I can drag it anywhere easily. And I don't have to worry about carrying weights or anything. Yeah, and you only need one hand to drag it. You got your other hand. Yeah, on the other hand on the, on the on the wheel, <laughs> yeah, the, the garden fork. Yes. Oh, cool. And so, what about uh, getting weeds? How do you weed? Is there a good technique for weeding? Or well, yeah, I I, I weed with a long distance. I got a three prong hoe, which I just adore, and I can weed. And I can drag the weeds back close to me. And then I put them in the dishwashing bowl because I can't raise my arm to get into a bucket. It's too too high. Yeah, those buckets are high. So you have a long-handled three-prong hoe. hoe. And then I can pull the – because of the the, the dishwashing bowl has a a curved lip on it, I can just drag it along until I I, – until it's full, and I do have to lift it into the wagon, but it's not very high, and that's not so hard. But I, t- I want to tell people, once you've weeded, you should have yourself a bucket of, of mulch. Wherever you've weeded, drop the mulch on top, and then you won't have to weed again. What kind of mulch do you like the best? Well, I, I like uh, wood chips. They're, Me too. Oh, my gosh. And so uh, you can often get them free, but mostly now they don't let you have them. They used to. Yeah, isn't and, that funny? <laughs> but uh, so I use that, and I also use Moodoo, which you can only get by the load, or you can get bags, but you have to go all the way down to the airport for them. But oh. I really love Moodoo. The, the Botanical Garden in Bellevue was built on Moodoo. Uh-huh. So uh, it's um, it's worth looking uh, no, for the, the big... Uh, gravel place near the airport has the bags. They're very, very inexpensive. For five dollars, you get a good sized bag. So uh, now, so do you? It doesn't sound like you kneel in the garden very much. I don't kneel. <laughs> so do you? You don't use one of those things you can sit on or kneel on and hold well, on to. Well, yes, I do if I'm desperate. But I'm so lucky to have a friend who likes to weed. She does the weeding, and I only do use this uh, kneeler which is invaluable because it means I can get up again. And uh, that's the problem. You, you get so, down, you can't get up again. So I'm gathering here that as you get older, make friends with people that like to weed. <laughs> Absolutely. Younger <laughs> friends. Oh, as you get older, you have to make lots of younger friends. <laughs> it's so uh, what about pruning? Do you do your own pruning still? Or? I, I don't believe in pruning. I no. think uh, my, my feeling is that if you don't prune, I never prune anything. Um, that you don't prune, it doesn't grow anywhere near as fast as, as if you pruned. And anything that's going to outgrow its spot has every right, has to be taken out completely, part with it. You don't need a, pl- a plant that you have to prune every year just to, so you can walk down the path or down through down the stairs. So take it out, get rid of it. Wow, that's, that is interesting. That's the mistake I make. I prune the living tweedle out of everything. And sometimes I can barely open my hands after a day of pruning. I guess a big lesson is don't do one job all day long. No, you do. <laughs> when we got, I got here in this country, there were some American sayings really intrigued me. I love the one, quit while you're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true, isn't it? Yeah, then sometimes when you start gardening, you're going to do it for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Next day, you might better do it for a few more minutes. 
you don't go too far, but you keep building up your strength and your ability. And you never, you can get away from all the exercises, which are very boring. You can do gardening instead of exercises. Well, what about, uh, but you have three fruit trees, right? Do you not prune them? Um, very little. Uh, I've, because I, they're dwarfs to start with. And, um, I only prune them in July. The real clue is don't prune them in February. You're just asking for water sprouts. Ah, prune, yeah, I prune, agree. Prune them in July, and they won't come back that quickly. So do you use those ratchet pruners or just a pair of felcos or lopper? Or? Oh, a pair of felcos is it's fine. And and I'm not, the, the sizes aren't, I don't need loppers. Ah, uh. So, all right, good. Okay, now we're going to start taking phone calls after the news here. But any other tip you could give, uh, you know, people that are just getting a little bit older to help them garden better? Yes, uh, don't bother to do a whole lot of jobs. People like to take the rhododendron blossoms off because they got the idea it won't give them, they won't have good flowers next year. It's garbage. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It makes no difference whether you leave them on except the look of the plant. You don't need to do it. Cool as can be. (laughs) Pat, you're the best. All right, listen. uh, Hey, if you got any questions about, you know, ways to make gardening easier, please feel free to call. And uh, Anne Marie, I believe uh, you're going to be our first caller when we come back in Seattle. So, Pat Room, the expert at uh, managing to keep gardening. As you get older, she's 85. She has a spectacular garden, does almost all of it herself. You can do it. <laughs> All right. Hey, we'll be right back after the news on 97.3 Cairo FM. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. It's a perfect day to listen to a radio show about gardening. <laughs> Cause, uh, but, boy, we need the rain so bad. I'm so happy. So Pat Room's here with me, and uh, we've been talking about gardening as you get a little older. But right now we're going to go to the phones, and we got Robert on the line. Hey, Robert, what's happening? Hey, Cisco. Good to talk to you. Nice talking to you, too. Thanks. I uh, have a, a tree out in the backyard, and uh, to me, I don't know nothing about gardening, but it looks like it's a rose tree. Oh. It's 15 feet tall. It's 15 feet wide, and nobody's done anything to it for 70 years. Wow. And uh, I'd like to know what if it, what it is. Identify it. Um, I know Pat said she didn't like to prune, but this is awfully big. Might be kind of nice to have it smaller. When you probably uh, like could. What it is, how do I take care of it? Well, here's my first suggestion, and Pat, you could jump in here. My first suggestion is, uh, is it blooming yet? Uh, it's past blooming. It started blooming when we had that snow, that last big snow, and I went out and knocked the snow off the branches, mm. so they're what, gone What color is the, are the blooms? The blooms, are, now I'm looking at a nice picture that I took, and it's uh, sort of a, a light uh, pink uh, color. Probably a cherry. Maybe. So here's what I'd do. I do. I would cut part of a branch off that's got good leaves, 
maybe some spent flowers if there are any. Take that okay. to a quality nursery. Where uh, uh-huh. where do you live, Robert? Uh, Magnolia. <clears throat> Magnolia. You could take it to the Magnolia Garden Center. That's a really good garden. And, okay. uh, you know, or you could take it to Swanson's or Malbec's or any of those and see if they can help you identify what that is. Because until you know what you got, you know— if I thought that was a rose, I might have told you, cut that way back, you know. And if you yeah, did, yeah. it might be the end of a cherry tree. So <laughs> so we got to find out what this thing is. And I think they'll be able to identify it for you. If you want, you can send me an email and yeah, send yeah. me that picture. I, w- I will do that as soon as, you know, I'm done talking to you. What's your Okay, address? here's what I'll tell you. Go to Cisco, C-I-S-C-O-E. Dot com, And there it tells you how you can email me and, and uh, reach me. And you can okay. send me an email. I get about 12,950,000 of them. So say, I'm the guy that called your show. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, I, was, I, was, I was afraid you'd probably get so many you'd never ever see it. But I I'll do that. I'll, I, I'll I feel really that. bad when I don't answer everybody's questions, but it gets kind of difficult. And And by the way... If I don't yeah. know what this is that you're the picture you send, then watch yeah. out if you come to one of my talks because I throw beats at anyone who stumps me. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cisco. Okay, yeah. I'll send do- me that picture, and then hey, if you get a chance, call next week, and I can give you a lot better advice once we know what it is. Oh, uh, we'll do ten four. All right, Robert, that was an interesting call. You've given us a mystery. We'll see how it all turns out. All right. All right. right. Take care, buddy. Bye. Okay, now we're going to Anne-Marie. Thanks for waiting, Anne-Marie, and uh, you're in Seattle. Hi. Hi, my friend. I have um, two issues with my backyard. Okay. One of them is um, the new population of cute and fuzzy rabbits. Oh, my God. I have turned up the other problem I have, which I don't know if you can help me with, is my mother who is feeding them. Ah! Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> so my oh mom, boy. Part of the reason I'm calling, too, is because my mom is in her 70s, and she truly loves, we both love gardening. We have a shared backyard. Um, and so we do hydrangeas, and we have experience, you know, gardening is like, cooking it's an experiment and oh, um but as she's getting older like i've bought her certain tools so it's been great to hear what you guys have had to say yeah in you, that, you know i these think new bunnies have shown up well you know the thing is if you're if your mom's walking with a, a digging fork what to, to you know make sure she doesn't take a tumble out there if a rabbit comes in the garden maybe she can get it <laughs> i know well and you know it's it's a rabbit, and rabbits breed like rabbits. I live in West Seattle, so we've just recently seen them, like, to the point where now it's almost daily, where they're in the front yard, and then they scurry down. You know, they have, like, their little routes they do, it seems like. And they're lovely, but, of course, the garden is amazing, and I can always tell where they've been because they will literally chew a path yeah. through... They ate you a, know, and like when her grapevines are blooming, if you walk up to them at the edge of the where it meets the yard, it looks like someone took a mini hedger and just went straight across the bottom. So, what is the best way to coexist? 
I don't know Maybe about I'll figure coexisting it out differently with, with them. my mother, but yeah, how do I coexist with the rabbits without? You, if your mother fe- insists on feeding them, I don't know how you're going to keep them away. Well, that certainly will be something that I will have to address because <laughs> I told her it's fine, but it's not because they don't. But she thinks it's cute and it's part of her garden. And I've got an idea. With it. Since you What's two gar- you know, cook together. Cut her off from any Brussels sprouts if she keeps feeding those rabbits. That'll depress a tweedle out of her. That'll make her quit. <laughs> I will. Because um, I know that they, you know, I mean, I know they actually prefer the green over, like, yeah. the carrot part of the carrot and stuff. Yep. And it's Mine don't like eat carrots. Mine eat my carnations. <laughs> they, yeah, they eat. Uh, yeah. Pat's carnations. And uh, you've got them too, right? Oh, it's yeah, an I've epidemic. Everybody seems to have them. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm seeing... Well, yeah, it's like this new thing, and I like it because I feel like it may, I mean, not to sound too morbid, but, like, reset the ecosystem, because we haven't seen many coyotes. We haven't... I haven't seen any raccoons for months. Well, we're... And I, you know, I feel like in West Seattle. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of coyotes in my neighborhood. I live by Sandpoint Golf Course, and there's a big ravine, and people are seeing them right on the street in the daytime now, but there's just... Every rabbit, every female rabbit can have 18 young a season. So we're in trouble. Now, what's going to happen? Some disease or something's going to get them and wipe them out. It always happens. But it's going to take a while. But, hey, uh, on this show last week, uh, they were advertising some uh, a new kind of rabbit repellent. So well, if- that's what I was wondering, like, is there like a vinegar spray or something that we can use that's not, I you, think you know, like I certainly don't want them to die. I just don't want them to eat their way through my plants. Yeah, there's two rabbit repellents out there right now. I know one works, but I, w- I don't use it because I have dogs. It's called plant skid, and it's dried pig blood. Oh, la, la. Mm, <laughs> can you imagine what my dogs would do <laughs> if I put that out there? But the other one isn't supposed to have any odor. It's real good, but I can't remember exactly who it was. Hopefully, they'll advertise on the show again or maybe next week. But um, so I think it was from the Bayer Company, but I'm not sure. So keep it. Okay. But if you go to a good nursery like Marbax or Sky or any of those ones that sell a lot of good products, or uh, mm-hmm. environmentally friendly products, I bet they'll know what it is and be able to help you. Now, I don't know if it works. I've never tested it. So you got to let me know. Send me an email, all right, if you I try will. it. I'll, I'll, pu- I'll put it around, like, the back door of my mom's house and see if it also doesn't keep her inside and not feeding. <laughs> Good. And, uh, and hey, there is one other thing that might work. If you can get a wiener dog that'll stay out all night. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Well, I, People get mad at me. No, because... it's okay. I do have a little dog, and she she will scurry them out of the air. I mean, you know, it's just yep. a cat and mouse yep. thing. But now it's getting to the point where it's two at a time. Oh, yeah. I got two dogs. Here, you know. I got two dogs, and they're, they run out there. But the rabbits just run where they can't get them and come right back. So... Yep. So, hey, okay, you, well, I will look those deterrents up. Try those deterrents and let me know. Uh, send me an email, all right? Let me know if they work. I would really love to know. No, so would a lot of I other will. people. Yeah, a lot of other people would too. So, 
All right, Anne-Marie, that's a great question. I think we were able to solve one, but not the other. I don't know how you're going to get your mom to quit feeding the rabbits. (laughs) Best of luck. Oh, thank you. Okay, thanks for the call, Anne-Marie. Bye-bye. Hey, right back, 97.3 Cairo FM. Okay, hey, we're in the last section of the show. If you want to try and make a call, you'd have to do it really fast to get in, but then I'd take it if I could. So, uh, But I got Pat Room here right now, and we're talking about uh, gardening as you get older. And What about things like roses? Do you prune those? You just not plant roses. I only prune them very briefly. I've got tall rambler types. I don't have the small ones. So... Um then I prune them once a year, in, in, a little, just to reduce the height. But the thing I need, to, I love to grow, is the dwarf ones. Have you seen? They only get two feet tall. Yeah. They have no diseases. They bloom all summer, and they never need pruning. And and they're winter hardy. I can't think of anyone would. And if you want roses, get the little dwarfs. Well, and so it sounds. You know, I'm doing that more and more. Not not only roses. But I I find myself, I can't, I've got just a Seattle lot. Half of it goes to Mary because we'd murder each other if we tried to garden the same beds together. And uh, I used to put in big trees and things because I loved them. But you learn pretty quick. That's a big mistake. If you got a small lot, small trees is the way to go. Find dwarfs of whatever you can. Yeah. So I... Uh, so do you plant some Japanese maples, things like that in your garden? No, I, I don't have that. Um, I do have, uh, I have about, I don't know, 30, 30 trees. And I, I love Chilean trees, but they've got a large lot. So I can, I, have anyone seen the Eucryphia? It's, oh, I love Eucryphia. I've got, uh, mine's 30 feet tall. And oh. in a few weeks, it'll be covered with white camellias. Oh, that is so it's beautiful. evergreen. <laughs> you know, I got a variegated one now. Oh really? Oh yeah, that is cool. But I, so how tall is those Eucryphias get thirty feet? Well, tall. mine are thirty feet tall. Yeah, see, I've I got that because I couldn't resist that uh, uh-huh. <laughs> that variegated Eucryphia. No, sounds but wonderful. Now I'm going to have to prune the tweedle out of it to keep it, you know, five feet tall or something. Oh, that would be a terrible thing to do. Yeah, I know that's the problem. Do you use, you know, uh, uh, some people tell me now, what do you think about those ratchet? pruners i thought i've tried them and thought they were a terrible waste of time me too <laughs> they don't pay, like then don't save you that much energy and they take forever oh my god you just sit there click 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 click, 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 click yeah. to cut off a branch it's only like a half inch i know i gave up on them so i think those little loppers aren't a bad idea though they, they work fine yeah. i like the ones with the gears in them uh-huh. I haven't seen the ones with gears on them. Those are good. I've tried to think of the name of the company. They're from Wisconsin. But those are really good because uh, they, they give you a lot more power when yes, you're making a cut. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Essential for me. So, I, I use loppers. <laughs> do you try and find, uh, what you know, those tools that are made for, you know, that are supposed to be more comfortable for your body? I haven't because I've got my old favorite tools and they're managing with them right now. I don't need, I, I don't really want to buy any more tools. I've got a, <laughs> a shed full of them already. Oh, God, I got a lot of them too. Oh, my gosh. You know what a funny thing? You know what are those new, they call them trugs. There are those rubber buckets. Yeah. 
And I love those because you could carry them with one hand. You could uh-huh. do a lot of things with them. But uh, I'm so used to using uh, the old buckets that were really sturdy, you know. Yeah, right. And I used to use them to help me stand up when I was kneeling in the ring. Uh-huh. I forgot on TV when I was working with Megan Black. And I grabbed the side of the truck. It's rubber. It just <laughs> it collapsed on you. <laughs> oh, me can almost died laughing. Hey, the show's getting close to end, so I want to tell people about the garden talk you're doing oh, coming that... right up. So it's uh, it's Wednesday, June fifth, right? It's Wednesday, June. I think it's June fifth. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gardening for seniors. It's at the Bellevue Community Center. It goes from 1 to 2.30. It's free, but you got to register. And uh, so we're going to give you the address if you want to register for this because you'll learn a ton from Pat Room. She has got the experience. So it's 4063 148th Ave Northeast is where the uh, Bellevue Community Center is. It's limited seating in there. And so it's... Get, now, here's the address you got to uh, do the uh, email to, enn.org. So that's the website, enn.org. What's that stand for? Eastside Neighbors Network. All right, .org. So if you want to sign up for that, that's going to be a great talk. Pat, thanks so much for coming on today. You well, were great. I thoroughly enjoyed it, Kisto. Oh, uh, thank you for inviting me. Brian, thank you. Hey, everybody, get out there and garden, but make sure that you do it careful. See you next week. Bye-bye.